0: Welcome to the Monument Hunts Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Kimenoff. Have you ever been hunting for information when planning a trip, but didn't really feel like you had an insider's perspective on what to do and where to go? Well, I certainly have had that feeling. I love my home state of Nebraska and outdoor recreation, and when I can combine those two things together, I reach a stage of peacefulness that is unmatched. On top of that, it brings me a lot of joy when I get to share stories and give tips to folks looking to come experience Nebraska's outdoor recreation opportunities. Through this podcast, our discussions will cover topics of hunting, fishing, camping, and general outdoor recreation throughout all of Nebraska. Please, sit back and enjoy today's discussion. Welcome to episode number 11 of the Monument Hunts podcast. I'm your host, Josh Kimenon. Well, I know it's been a while since I have released a podcast, and I apologize for that again. However, things at home have been pretty busy, and honestly, I had started this episode previously before Valentine's Day and was going to talk about loving our lands and sharing it with the people we care about most and release it on, you know, the the monday or tuesday or wednesday before valentine's day well again life had caught up with me and there's some stuff going on it was just so busy i couldn't focus well enough to wrap that podcast up so here i am a couple of weeks later and i have scrapped that podcast but This is still an I love my lands kind of podcast. It's actually an off-season podcast. If you paid attention to the title, you'd have seen the off-season testify. Well, we're going to get into that just a little bit here. Since it is the off-season, most of our hunting seasons have already closed. There's a few exceptions, such as the Eurasian collar doves. Here in nebraska we can hunt them year around though this time of year they're very tough to find outside of the city limits so hunting them is very very difficult the light goose conservation season is coming up and a lot of folks will be getting out there trying to find themselves some snows however if you're an ice fishing angler you're probably out on the water at this time of year the ice seems to have been thick enough with the cold temperatures that we've had that it's holding folks i've seen several people out even on these warmer days they've been out on the ice so that's good to know and you can get out there and maybe be doing a little bit of ice fishing for others the off season is time to maybe do some skiing or some snowshoeing For others, still, it's time to tune and repair equipment in preparation for practicing or even next season, um, and again, practicing for some, getting out there, trying to maintain and build that muscle memory to keep it instinctual for the hunting season. And others are out there in the sports show and conservation banquet season where they're Spending time with fellow outdoorsmen and women, bragging about their seasons and swapping stories. Now, there is a smaller group out there in the off season, and that is a group that pays attention to what's going on at the state legislative and federal government levels when it comes to our outdoors. And the policies that are being brought up that may change the way we access those outdoors, have seasons, whatever the case may be. So they're paying attention to, again, the state legislatures and those folks in the mythical land of the people in Washington, D.C., Thankfully, there are organizations out there such as the Sportsman's Foundation, Ducks Unlimited, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers that help monitor these proposed bills. They oftentimes will give a quick synopsis or have a press release letting you know what's going on that may affect you and your outdoor experience. Currently in Nebraska, there are six active bills proposed that hunters, anglers, and campers should be aware of. A seventh bill, LB 1071, introduced by Senator Hughes, was pulled from consideration back on February 19th. Now, just because it was pulled from consideration during this session doesn't mean that it won't come back in another session, so it's definitely something you want to keep in the back of your mind. The bill was set to establish a Wildlife Damage Recovery Act for Nebraska. The act would create the Wildlife Damage Protection Fund to financially compensate agricultural producers for crop damage caused by antelope, deer, and elk and create the Wildlife Damage Recovery Council to manage and administer the fund. The bill creates procedures for a claims process under the act and payment from the fund. Many folks didn't like this bill, at least the way that it was worded, as it took a lot away from the control of the managing of Nebraska's wildlife that Game and Parks does. The loss of science-based management could potentially result in a return to our pre-conservation population wildlife And that would be pretty devastating for outdoor folks when it comes to the opportunity in the state. So, besides that bill, which again, you want to keep that one in the back of your mind because it may come back at a later time, there are six other bills that are currently active. Let's take a little bit to review the proposed bills and what we as outdoor men and women can do to ensure what we love is protected and available for us and generations still in the womb of time. Teddy Roosevelt there. I'll take these bills in order of the number that they've been assigned. That way we're not showing any preferences to one bill or another. First up is 126. I'm going to leave off the LB at the beginning of each of these bills because it's a consistent precursor to the bill numbers. So if you're going online and checking these, just know that you need to select the LB and then the number that we go over. Originally, 126 was they're allowing qualifying landowners to receive up to four free, I repeat, free, Firearm deer hunting permits and allow them to be used the seven days prior, immediately to the beginning of the November firearm deer hunting season. The consent of the landowner, though, had to be that 50% of his or her land was available for public deer hunting during the rifle season. So there's that part of that qualifying land owner piece on there. Now an amendment was added to change it from a free permit to a $5 per permit fee, still giving them up to four, and it was also that they could be used then by any immediate family member. So a person could get all four permits for 20 bucks, which is by the way less than The cost of a single permit for a resident in Nebraska, whether you apply or buy over the counter, except for youth, which we talked about previously. So they could get those four permits for $20. They could hunt before anybody else is allowed to hunt and any of their immediate family members were allowed to use those permits. Wildlife biologists had stated that this would do nothing to reduce the crop damage that occurred, and it was a feel-good bill to give folks a head start on the deer hunting season. It did open up land, private land, to more public access, but there's no caveat on what type of land it was or even if it was good habitat for deer, so who knows if it would have been worthwhile to hunt. And it was only open for deer hunting, it wasn't necessarily open for ducks or pheasants or anything else like that. So there were folks who 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 liked it, obviously because there were landowners and they would love to have those permits inexpensively and be able to hunt deer that were causing crop damage. Now the idea wasn't that this was a doe hunt, this was an any deer. This is why biologists said it would do nothing to curb the crop damage that was occurring as a result of that deer herd. So that bill has passed the first round of committee voting. As it stands currently, will be moving forward for further discussion and probably voting here in the very near future. Up next is 829. This bill requires county assessors to assess all land ever acquired by the Game and Parks Commission at its highest and best use. Now that's key, highest and best use, instead of its use prior to its acquisition by the commission. Since Game and Parks is taxed on land they manage, this would raise the taxes being paid by Game and Parks. The taxes would not go back to fund Game and Parks' budget by any means. The increase, however, would reduce the available funds in Nebraska Game and Parks' budget to manage those public lands that we all love and use. Unless, of course, Game and Parks decided to go ahead and increase the cost of hunting, fishing, trapping permits, as well as park entry permits. And quite frankly, the cost that they would have to increase those would probably be pretty significant. As it is now, Game and Park struggles with the budget they currently have at the rates that they're charging and the Pittman-Robertson funds that they're receiving from the federal government as a result of ensuring that hunting and fishing permits are fully going back to management of the resources, i.e. the land and the wildlife So with their already maximized struggle to squeeze every last value out of every last penny they have, this one has the potential to put an even bigger squeeze on it, which again could possibly result in more cost for us out there as outdoor men and women. Third in line is 859. This bill would change the requirement of Game and Parks Commission membership to include at least three members that are engaged in farming or livestock production. What this is, is just getting people represented from the state that are guaranteed to have at least three members who are in the farming and livestock production area. A member serving of the affected date of the act would still be to serve their entire blah, blah, blah. So they're not gonna terminate anybody's positions or anything like that early. Just once those positions became open, they would have to start to make sure that they were filling those positions with folks that met this category, at least until the full requirement of the act was taken place. What this would also do would be it would give a voice to the ag community on topics surrounding crop and livestock depredation and help folks to be a little bit more informed within the commission. Again, the commission is is an appointed thing by the, by the state. The Game of Parks Agency is a whole nother beast in and of itself. And those are the folks out there physically managing and, and watching over everybody. Fourth on our list of active bills is 860. This would redraw Game and Parks Commission districts based on land mass. Now, Again, this is an important piece. So instead of basing the districts on a representative of a population, they would base it on a square mileage representation. So the potential for an imbalance of population being representative. In other words, if you had a million people in one district and hundred thousand in another district they would each have the same representation so you could have a million voices represented by one and you could have a hundred thousand represented by one so there's a bit of an imbalance there that could potentially come next on the list is 863 this bill states beginning september 1st 2020 The Nebraska Game and Parks Commission may not purchase or acquire title to any additional sites if such purchase or acquisition would increase the amount of property the commission owns on September 1, 2020. Yes, you heard that correct. Game and Parks would no longer be able to add any more public land in the state of Nebraska. Unless, of course, they first sold something off. So they would be limited on what they could purchase and manage. Well, here's a question for you. Which of your favorite spots are you willing to give up? None? Yeah, me neither. While I wanted to leave out as much personal opinion on these bills as I could, this one I cannot If you check the Nebraska legislative website, you'll see that Senator Hughes has introduced a large majority of these bills that have been discussed in this podcast, but this one in particular. This bill is a direct attack on public access and the game and parks. Mr. Hughes has admitted that he and game and parks are at odds on a disagreement about a public area. The end result was his perception that game and parks should be limited in their ability to manage and acquire land and water for public use. Frankly, this is unacceptable behavior for any adult, and especially for one who is representing the people of his district. Frankly, losing public access or Having to sell off land before different areas could become open to public access flies in the face of everything that we love. So this is one bill that absolutely cannot be something that we can allow as outdoor men and women. Sportsmen everywhere. I don't care if you're a boater, a camper, a hunter, an angler, whatever. If you just like to go out and hike, if you just like to go out and bird watch, you cannot let this one get through this is going to take away your access to wildlife and the enjoyment of the great outdoors all right moving on the last one up is 1173 1173 allows landowners and leasees now that's key it allows the leasees as well to apply for limited transferable permits again keywords here transferable permits to hunt antelope deer or elk whenever it is evident that the animals are doing damage to the landowner's property now property can be defined in a lot of different ways so it could be as simple as them munching on some crops or bedding down in the middle of a field and flattening out some stuff there's a lot of different ways that this can be defined but like 126 that we discussed earlier this bill gives landowners permits and now they can be transferred to any other individual not just their immediate family but any other individual in reality a lot of folks have thought of the transfer being more like a transaction I have no problem with landowners' rights. I think there's probably some some good things going on to help landowners, but a lot of these bills are focused on landowner opportunity over general public opportunity. Keep some of that in mind when you're taking a look at these bills, but these are the six active bills that you'll find out there, and the one inactive bill, which again could come back These are all part of Nebraska's legislature. There are plenty of federal ones and I'm not even gonna get into any of those, but maybe we'll do that on a future podcast. You should really keep an eye out on those as well. The best thing that you can do though is head over to nebraskalegislature.gov slash bills and look up each one of these and read more about them to become educated. Additionally, if you follow the Nebraska chapters of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, Sportsman's Foundation, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Bowhunters Association, all of these will have some sort of updates out there on the bills and any hearings and votes that are coming up. So pay attention to those Facebook pages, those websites. If you're not members, you know, sign up for newsletters, maybe become a member, whatever. And hopefully you'll, you'll be kept abreast on what's going on. So besides doing all of that, quickly, what can we do as the general public? Well, first off, we need to educate ourselves and make sure we understand what's going on. And we need to stay abreast of what is happening in the legislatures around us. I know politics stink and they're not fun to deal with, but quite frankly, as you can see, these things affect us directly. So if we don't have a voice, then we don't have a right to complain when something happens, nor do we have a right to be surprised if something happens that we didn't want to happen. So having a voice is key. Whether it's getting at the computer, Typing an email, a nice friendly email, mind you, don't get nasty about it because you're never going to get anywhere with these senators. Type up a nice friendly email to your representative in the state legislature and express how you feel about these bills. Ask them to consider some of the ramifications of what may occur and the loss of opportunity, the loss of revenue, not to mention the loss of a whole lot of other stuff like wildlife and land the other things you can always do is pick up the phone give them a call you're probably not going to talk to them direct but you can maybe talk to their staff if you want maybe you and a group of folks get up and you set up a meeting and you go down to their office again you're probably not going to meet with them direct but you're going to meet with their staff what you have to do is you have to make your voice heard and if your voice is unheard again do not be surprised if there are unfavorable results. Oh, and by the way, don't expect Nebraska Game and Parks to step into this realm because they're not allowed to become part of the political process, nor can they even get out there and express their opinion about any of these bills. Keep that in mind. We need to be the voice for Game and Parks as well that's it for this week i want to thank you for listening if you have questions or you want to check out any of these bills in the show notes i'm going to have the link for the legislative website and a list of those bills that we discussed again thank you for listening if you have questions reach out to me on the monument hunts facebook page instagram at monument hunts and via email at monument.hunts at gmail.com. Until next time, speak up and stay safe out there.